I'm Shelley Palmer. I'm Ross Martin. And you're listening to Think About This. Today, we're going to think about metal balls and bulletproof glass. We'll have our list of the top five most wished for holiday gifts. The slow, painful death of channel surfing. We'll ask Greg Kahn, CEO of the Internet of Things Consortium, when our house is going to start looking and working just like the Jetsons and much, much more. So welcome to this episode of Think About This. The more you listen, the less you know. So, Shelly, Elon Musk just engineered another moment in culture. I'm sure you saw it. Mm-hmm. We've been waiting for this for a while. Yep. And it was what he's calling the cyber truck. Yes. So he unveils it. I've never seen anything like this. It's got more power than a Ford F-150. It ostensibly performs better than a Porsche 911. It's all-wheel drive. It can carry 3,500 pounds. It can tow 14,000 pounds, and the thing can go from zero to 60 in 2.9 seconds. Here's the other thing about it. You could drive this thing 500 miles on one charge, which is insane. So he unveils this thing, mm-hmm. and oh, oh, I forgot. It's bulletproof, so you can't, you can't <laughs> break it, right? So if you happen to be driving in Afghanistan, yeah. this is definitely the car that you want, except... During the demonstration, he's talking about how powerful the windows are. And he takes a metal ball and throws it at the driver's side window, thinking it's just going to bounce off. How'd that work out? Oops, guess what it did? Yeah, I know what it did. It broke the freaking window. Yeah. So all this said, and I know we're all psyched to see the new Tesla, blah, 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 whatever. I'm asking you a think about this question. Go ahead. Shelly Palmer, I thought we were going to get flying cars. We're going to get them. Bell had the Nexus passenger drone on display at CES 2019, and it was amazing. It needed a pilot. It wasn't approved by the FAA, but it was on its way to doing that. Uber's got their Elevate idea. We're going to see flying Ubers pretty soon. Spectacular technology, and you're going to get there, Ross. It's going to get you to Kennedy Airport in just a couple minutes and be less expensive than a helicopter. Cross your fingers. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's coming to an airport or a heliport near you soon. I'm going to make a guess. Well, I'll wait. I'm going to wait for you to pick me up. How about that? No, no. I'm going to make a guess. I'm going to say more than five years, less than 10. So, Shelly, I know no one better at predicting who's going to get what than you. <laughs> so you might not get what you want, but I think you know what you want, and I think you know what everyone's going to get. So I do have some information and intelligence from the Consumer Technology Association and other sources about what people wish for this year and what people are actually going to go buy. Let's do our top five. The 2019 holiday wish list. Now, knowing that about 186 million adults in the United States plan to purchase a technology gift this season. Coming in at number five, wearables. Yep, wearables. Down from number four in 2018, wearables are the number five thing people are wishing for this holiday season. Yeah, but Shelly, you on our very last episode, you said wearables are dead. Yep, and they pretty much are. The number one wearable in the wearable business is the Apple Watch. And Apple Watch Series 5 has everyone's attention because of its always on screen. If you remember the Series 4 and earlier, when you put your wrist down, the screen went dark to save battery. But Apple's figured out how to keep that screen on all the time, and that makes people smile. Pretty much everybody else's wearables are where they were. There's purpose-built wearables, like for training. There's medical monitoring wearables. The step counter thing is not happening 
happening anymore. Mostly this is shored up by the Apple Watch. Okay, coming in at number four, tablets. Tablets are not dead. They're down from number three. I don't know, Ross, did you need a new tablet this year? Are you wishing for one? No, why would you wish for that? (laughs) Because tablets can be awesome. Chromebooks and small, inexpensive laptops have certainly taken a lot of steam out of the momentum there. So down from number three in 2018, the number four slot on the wish list, tablets. Okay, I get it. But the next one I do not get at all. Coming in at number three on the 2019 holiday wish list, televisions. Well, basically, Ross, everybody who wants a flat screen owns a flat screen. In 2018, it was the beginning of 4K. Everybody thought that was going to mean something. And prices came down incredibly in 2018. People just loaded up on TVs down from number one. Number three on everyone's wish list this year is a yawn television. (laughs) Okay, coming in at number two on the 2019 holiday wish list, Smartphones Up from number three in 2018, you may have thought the smartphone business was dead, but clearly it isn't. You got to blame Apple for that. Yeah, the three cameras, you can make fun of them, but wow, do they take great pictures and everybody wants a smartphone. Up to number two on the 2019 holiday wish list. Okay, we're down to number one. Drum roll, please. And the number one most wished for gift on the 2019 holiday gift wish list is laptops, and notebook computers. I almost can't believe it. Chromebooks are inexpensive and they become very powerful. And certainly Microsoft has done a good job. Apple, I don't know. They just came out with a 16-inch MacBook Pro. It is beyond expensive. So I guess if you say wish for, sure, I wish for a $9,000 laptop. I can't wait to get one. I just don't know if it's ever going to happen. Well, get in line behind the 186 million other United States adults who are wishing for the same thing. So that does it for the holiday wish list. Hey, Ross. Hey, Shelly. How are you, man? Had a great weekend. I had an amazing weekend. I cut the cord this weekend. What do you mean? I I finally went all internet all the time and no more like video package. Just actually did that to your family? I did. We have super duper internet and all kinds of stuff. YouTube TV Plus, uh, Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus, Hulu, Netflix, you name it. We got it. It's So Shelly Palmer has officially cut the cord. Yes. This is a big moment. It was a big moment for me. Uh, However, something crazy happened. What changed? Well, think about this. I used to watch television by watching television. And what was watching television? I would get a couch and a remote control and a bag of salty snacks and an adult frosty beverage, and I would go veg in front of the TV. As a matter of fact, there's a well-known behavior. Hey, Shelly, what are you going to do? I'm going to watch TV. What are you going to watch? I don't know. I'll find it when I get there. And what's that called, Ross? Surfing. Channel surfing. And you know what it means now? No. It means nothing. Because you can't. No, there's no more channel surfing. Wait a minute. So now I'm picturing you, you've got your thumb on the up button or the down button. Occasionally, you'll go to the last button to get back to where you were before. Mm -hmm. And you're saying now none of that matters. No, it doesn't matter. And by the way, if you're under the age of like 30. Then none of this matters. That's never going to matter. You don't even know what we're talking about. We will tell our children, remember when there was channel surfing (laughs) in the oldest. But you know what? It's an ingrained behavior. I spent my whole life becoming awesome at this. By the way, I will claim awesomeness at it, and I don't mind that I'm old. I I will claim awesomeness. I can watch four football games, an episode of Law and Order, an episode of How It's Made, and I'll beat Bobby Flay all at once and never see a commercial. I don't want to watch commercials. It's kind of against my religion. But now, with my channel surfing over in my new cut cord world, 
Well, now you actually have to think about what you want to watch. Not only do I have to think about what I want to watch, when a commercial comes on in an AVOD environment, what, what, are, you, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't want to watch it. I haven't DVR'd it. Like, you're ah! stuck. You're just, you're completely screwed. So you can hit the last button, but then you're going to wait for a five to seven second spinner. They're still going to get you on the commercial. And I got to tell you something, Ross. If I thought I hated commercials, five to seven second spinners drive me insane. Yeah, it's the wheel of death. So ultimately, uh, while millennials and Gen Zers aren't going to care about this, if you are over a certain age, if you cut the cord, just be ready to completely retrain yourself because life is going to get weird when you can't skip commercials in real time. <laughs> I hope people just fast forwarded through all of that. I hope so too. Think about that. You are listening to Think About This with Shelley Palmer and Ross Martin. The more you listen, the less you know. Shelley, how much IoT stuff do you actually have in your house? I have a ton of IoT stuff. What's in my the house. most important part of it? There's only one Amazon Echoes. They're everywhere. Alexa, Alexa, Alexa. Alexa is everything for you. Well, I wouldn't say everything for me, but it did allow me to pretty much hook everything up, even if it wasn't intended to be hooked up together. So like if you have an Amazon Echo and you've got light bulbs and you've got a refrigerator and you've got your like your, your smart iron and your smart like, you know, dishpan, it'll all work through Alexa. Well, the good news is that our podcast is now working through Alexa. Well, true. And if you look around here, Westwood just hooked up. There's echoes everywhere. They got the automatic door openers. They got the lights here. Alexa, turn on the record light. Oh my God, I love doing that because the light just keeps going <laughs> on. Alexa, turn off the record light. That's so cool. It's awesome. All right. Well, how about this? Let's ask Alexa to bring Greg Kahn in here. He's the founder of the Internet of Things Consortium. Alexa, bring in Greg Kahn. Bringing in Greg Kahn. Oh, here he comes. Look at this. I didn't even know he was here. Better life through technology. Hey, Greg. What's up, guys? Greg, the Internet of Things makes promises, you know, th that life will just get a little bit easier, more convenient and better because my air conditioning can talk to my refrigerator. Can you tell us what that world really looks like to you? So when people ask me which company or which campaign sort of sets the stage of where this industry is going in the future, I come up with an, an unorthodox choice, and that company is Corning. And Corning, the glass mm -hmm. manufacturer, about 10 years ago, had a, a video of the, the future of connectivity. Yep. And it showed a, a household of consumers a husband and a wife, they got up and they went and they got their coffee and they went to the kitchen and they started communicating on that glass, which was on their counter, the yes. kitchen counter. Yeah. And one called their mother from the kitchen counter, not through a cell phone, but from the counter itself. Yeah, I remember. And then the, the refrigerator pinged them as to what food was available for breakfast. And that person went on their day and went in the car. Schedule of the day appeared on the car dashboard. And then that person went into work and their schedule appeared on their work screen. And then they went back in the car and they went to a retail store and that store clerk knew exactly what they were looking for when they got there and gave the woman the dress. And then she came home. What Corning did, which was really interesting, is they weren't talking about the technology. They were talking about how humans live. Right. And I think that the future is about the human interaction with all this, this technology. We spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to humanize this business. It's Right now, it's very ethereal and a lot of scientists in it. But in order for it to, to reach its full potential, where is it all going? Yes, we're all going to be connected, but it's not going to look like that we're all going to have sensors and actuators in, all, in our body. Greg, for, for those who missed this year's summit and who have no idea what to think about all this, where do they begin their journey of understanding the Internet of Things and what it's going to mean for them? So I would say, number one, get out of your day-to-day -day in the box that, that you're currently living in and take a risk. Realize that you're going to have to meet some different folks than you've met before and you might not understand a lot of things. And by the way, 
most of us, including myself, don't understand a lot of things. I ask a lot of questions. And so I encourage people to ask questions. Um, the great part of social media now is that you have a lot of very interesting people that are sharing their journeys on social media about IoT. So they could, through Twitter and Facebook and other places, start following some of those, those individuals there. Also, I would say, whether it's our group or other groups, join a group of IoT-minded folks. Forget about the word IoT. Join a group of people that want to progress to the future. What are you most excited about for the future? I'm excited about a world where our life is more convenient and I can focus on what's interesting to me. But Greg, what's happening right now? And if I'm trying to make some decisions about either an IoT strategy or how to or, or thinking about how to incorporate Internet of Things into a business plan or into a uh, personal plan for where I want to actually put my resources and time. How would I think about it? And what, what do you think I'd be looking at? One is the service economy, right? That everything that can be connected, as we discussed, will be connected. And people are looking for more and more services and they're willing to pay for those, those mm -hmm. services. And the second is the movement, the continued movement of goods towards e-commerce, which is now delivery is starting. The last mile is progressing to a point where delivery is starting to happen within the home. So two examples of this past week or two, Amazon and, and Walmart. Amazon announced that for the holiday season that they're going to be able to have the ability to deliver packages within consumers' garages. Yeah. And Walmart said, we're going to take it one step further and we're going to deliver it to your refrigerator if you'd like. And we're going to equip our service people with cameras and so you can track uh, as they're coming in, in of your house. But that's an example of there's an IRT component of it. There's an e-commerce component of it. And then there's a subscription component of it. So where it's it's going is that there's going to be more and more subscriptions around these things, around these different types of, of offerings that are put out by IoT devices. And so you have to make sense from a consumer standpoint is what's, what's their willingness to pay, right? And how does it need to be bundled with other things in their life so it makes sense for, for them? Greg, uh, not only have you demystified the Internet of Things for me, for Shelley, here and you knew, and for our <laughs> listeners – but I think you've also given us a lot to hope for and be inspired by. So thank you so much for joining us today. Greg Kahn, the CEO of the Internet of Things Consortium. Thank you, Ross and Shelley. This was great. That was amazing. I love Greg. Greg's awesome. And it's very clear that the future is now. Yeah, the future is almost now. Let me tell you something. Okay. I got all excited, all excited about putting some smart thermostats in my house in Vermont because it's cold there yeah. and you have to turn the heat on and it you know, you of want course. to have super efficiency. And so you, you can hook it up before you even get there. It's, it's the it's right fantastic. Yeah. So Black Friday happens and I order three smart thermostats. I won't say the name of the company, but I, <laughs> three awesome ones. Yep. And, and they get there and I get all excited. And the first thing I do when I get to the house is I take off the thermostat. And what do I find? Ye two wires. Oh. Just two, red and white. Yeah. Now you need at least three. And the third one is common, meaning that there's some power coming from the furnace. Yes. Then I realize the house is 22 years old. It's like, oops, they didn't have that back then. So here are my choices. I could hire a low voltage electrician who could do it. I could hire a regular electrician who could do it. I can buy the kit and hook it up myself, which is no mean feat um, for anybody. I've decided to order the kit 
bring my granddaughters in and use it as a STEM moment. But for a normal person, this would be a two, three hundred dollar electrician visit, maybe a four hundred dollar electrician visit. There's no but you're, way around you're it. turning it into a learning moment for your grandchildren. I will. But when I think about what we talked to Greg about, when I think about the Internet of Things and the what's happening with smart homes, you say, well, why isn't my house exactly like George Jetson's? And the answer is because you only got two wires in your thermostat if your house is over 20 years <laughs> old and ain't nothing you can do about it. The house is not ready for that. Shelly, it's almost here. The it moment is. that we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. The Consumer Electronics Show. CES is in January. It's January, coming January, right Las Vegas. And for you, it's like the Super Bowl and you're Tom Brady. You're the <laughs> GOAT. You are the greatest of all time at CES. And, and when I see you coming, you walk down the halls and there's like hundreds of people following you. I've seen it. Don't deny it. <laughs> I will not deny it. I love CES. It's my favorite show. I've been going since 1996. It's, is it like the largest trade show in the world? It's really close to it. It's about 180,000 people and Jeez. about 4,000 exhibitors. And what we do there is try to make the show smaller for our, our friends and our clients, right? We take the most interesting things and try to do tech briefings. And we do some floor tours. That's what you've seen. That's yep, walking yep, around. Yep. But this year, we have the coolest thing that we're doing. What? We rented out the Encore Theater at Wynn Resorts. It's this wonderful 1,500-seat theater. I saw Smokey Robinson 1,500? Yeah, it's awesome. And we're going to do, and by the way, we, meaning you and I, are going to be on stage. I'm going there? Uh, you are. You're going. You and I are going to star in the Shelley Palmer Innovation Series Summit, which takes place in the middle of CES, in the middle of Las Vegas, and we're super psyched Who's going to be there? So I've got Samsung. Is going to talk about the future of technology the way they see it. Got it. Facebook is going to come and talk to us about data and data science and trust and uh, let's say some political advertising and other things they want to talk about. Hello. Yeah. And then we're going to have Google come in and talk about AI bias. And, you know, Google Translate is the largest AI project in the world. And we've got the head of that group, Barack Tarofsky, is going to come in and talk about all of the crazy that goes around having the biggest AI project in the world. So this used to be a pretty big thing, but now it's like a ginormous thing. It, it's gotten bigger. And you're saying this is because I'm coming. Mostly. it's there. What, Okay. What would you like me to wear? So I think what you need to wear is um, a Ross Martin original outfit because if they don't if they don't see you dressed as you are this moment, they won't have the authentic okay. Ross Martin so experience. So athleisure with a flair of elegance. Yes. That would be perfect. Okay. And I'm going to basically wear a button down and a blazer, but you know me. Oh, there's one more thing. Yes. Our friends at Westwood One. Yes. They're going to be with us too. You're kissing ass. I am seriously kissing ass, and that's just what it is. But but take nothing away from the idea that you and I are going to have an incredible time with 1,500 of our closest friends as we talk about the future of technology. What's coming? What's next? What it means for your business? That's what we're going to do. I can't wait. It's going to be super We'll see awesome. you guys there. So, Shelly, earlier in the show, we did our top five countdown of the most wished for holiday gifts this year. Yeah, we did. But now we're going to move on to probably a more important top five, which is the gifts that you're actually going to get. So the Think About This podcast presents the 2019 holiday gift list. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Coming in at number five, portable wireless speakers. That makes all the sense in the world. Smart speakers are exactly what you want this holiday season, whether it's from Amazon and an Alexa, or it's from Apple and HomePod or Google or Sonos. You could go on and on. There's amazing portable wireless speakers out there and so many smart speakers to choose from. It's obvious that everyone is going to be buying them. I'm getting one. So this one surprises me because I can't believe we actually still have these. At number four, video game Discs. Yeah, video game discs. Down from number two in 2018, coming in at number four, video game discs. 
You have to remember that there are tens of millions of Xboxes and tens of millions of PlayStations out there, and they take discs. So video game discs are still a thing, and there are still millions and millions of consoles that take them. That said, with Google Stadia coming out right now and Apple Arcade, and the quality of those games being as good as they are, it's hard to imagine that video game discs are going to be a thing for much longer. I mean, next year, I expect we'll see them at number five, if they even make the top five. If they make the list. So let's move to number three. And this one is even more surprising to me because I feel like I am given one of these at every party I go to. But here it is. Number three on the 2019 holiday gift list, portable battery chargers. Absolutely. Up from number five, and you understand why. Not only do you get one at every single party and every single convention booth you stop at, you lose them as often as you get them. That's true. That's true. I do lose them all the time. They have become inexpensive. They are powerful. Here's an important safety tip. Get something above 4,000 milliamp hours because at least that will charge your phone because the phones now use an incredible amount of power Of course, this is number three. I'm surprised it's not number one. They're inexpensive. They're awesome. And you have to have one. I think what I think is so funny about that is it's successful because everybody loses it and needs another one. Moving along. Pretty much. (laughs) So moving along to number two. Now we're getting interesting. This one surprised me. On the 2019 holiday gift list, the number two gift that people are most likely to get is a mobile device case. That's up from number three, but I have a real reason for that, and I think I understand it. It's cheap and effective. Hi, I brought you something. Look, and it's basically 20 bucks, and you're out. <laughs> also, it's like an easy way to you know, express yourself, and people like to change those up a lot. Most of my friends go through two or three different looks a year. They're truly inexpensive enough so you can give them as a gift, and if no one likes it, they can take it off and get another one. Okay, drum roll, please. The 2019 holiday gift list number one gift this year will be headphones and earbuds. Absolutely. There's no questions asked. In 2018, everybody wanted headphones and earbuds. And right now, everybody wants headphones and earbuds. The new Apple AirPods Pro at $249 are probably going to sell like hotcakes. They're crazy expensive because they're from Apple. There are so many other choices out there that are less expensive and very, very good. So if you don't have an iPhone to integrate your AirPods with, then any wireless earbuds going to do. And of course, if you're looking for headphones, there are so many great noise-canceling headphones out there. There are too many to mention. So it's going to be the number one gift this holiday season. Well, Shelly, for sure. I found this incredibly helpful to our listeners. I hope you did too. The 2019 holiday gift list, portable wireless speakers, video game discs, portable battery chargers, mobile device cases, headphones, and earbuds. You're probably going to get one or more of those. Think about that. Shelly, we're getting a lot of positive and negative feedback to our tagline. The more you listen, the less you know. Yes. So people want to know what does that actually mean? Well, what it does mean is the more you listen, the less you know. Well, what I mean, Shelly, is supposing you had them to Moises. Excuse me? Supposing you had them to Moises and then somebody stole them. You mean down at the salad bar across the street? Yeah, exactly. Would you go home and tack them, lack them? Yeah, with the whisk and sauce? Would you tack them, lack them, take a look at Solcium Nash on Sunday with the whisk and sauce? When you and I were out earlier having lunch, Mm-hmm. I ordered the Mega Frog and Scheming on the Back Frog. Yes, and I ordered the frogs with grape juice, Ross. Yes, with the Wissacuan sauce and the Pequacky. <laughs> but I really should have just driven my car to Cleveland. That's actually a good idea. Thanks for downloading Think About This with Shelley Palmer and Ross Martin. If you think you know even less than you did before... 
Just wait until our next episode on the Westwood One Podcast Network.